0: Bushwick. Welcome to the Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm Gersh Kunzman, your co-host, along with Vince Masselli, live from the Brooklyn Paper Building in downtown, Brooklyn America's downtown. It's Brooklyn Paper Radio, sponsored by Zorona, Laser of New York, and Atlas Steakhouse out there on Coney Island Avenue. Vince, it is great to see you. Gersh, it's
1: always a pleasure to be here.
0: It really is. And our producer, of course, is Jimmy. Jimmy's great, getting us that music whenever we need it. We've got a great show today. I know hosts always say we got a great show but we have the borough president of Brooklyn, Eric Adams, Eric on Annis. today. Eric Adams we is We call him the king of Brooklyn right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a special call-out to... Our- I don't know what that was. Well, we're cool. going to have a special call-out to a top journalist at ProPublica. We're going to speak to one of Vince's reporters at the Brooklyn Paper and Brooklyn Daily. And we're even going to share some secrets about what's been going on in my personal life. But I like to start it off by always asking Vince, Vince, what'd you do this weekend? I, think uh, I, I saw you over the weekend, didn't yeah,
1: I? Y- matter of fact, you did. It was our big Star Wars six-movie extravaganza at the uh, Kunstman Homestead over there in Windsor Terrace, the WT. The WT
0: is back. We watched all six Star Wars movies. And i got to say, Vince made it for about movie three, four, and part of five he didn't even make it to six. Fantastic night, 14 hours, Star Wars all day and all that. And the good news is we're going to have some special, special features next week on our show in advance of that run up to J.J. Uh, Abrams' big movie. But you know what? Yes, Vince, yes. It was Let's great. to do some big
1: interviews. Out it here. was
0: great to see you over the weekend. He doesn't come empty handed. He brought me a bottle of wine. Very nice of him. <laughs> I try but my best. I want to share with you something. I, you know, I'm old, I'm, kind of, I'm 50. Now, I'm a top editor at the Daily News. We all know that. But my uh, mental acuity is slipping, and I want to read to you a text I got from my daughter. She's a a, a freshman at Edward R. Murrow High School. That's in Midwood. Midwood, New York. Midwood, Brooklyn. Anyway. What are we, in Queens? She sends me me a text. Just so you know, Daddy. Still calls me Daddy, which I think is cute. That's nice. Just so you know, Daddy, the rubber band on my sandwich snapped and ripped the sandwich in half, and everything fell apart, and the hummus exploded in my lunch, Hmm. getting everything covered. Then my hummus-filled lunchbox was open and leaked all over my backpack and on all of my books. And then my science teacher yelled at me for trying to clean up my backpack and books in class, and she gave me a zero in class participation because of that. Is that now, a— what, what now, Vince— of, What
1: kind of mail—what uh, kind of, uh, of lunchbox do you have? Was it like a land a loss? Yeah, I had land so a loss. That
0: wasn't a lunchbox, a lunch bag. But the point is, Vince, this is the kind of challenge—I'm losing it because I said to I said to Jane, hey— why did I put a rubber band on that sandwich? Why didn't I just wrap it in aluminum foil? Like, what's happening to me is the question. Wait, you're actually telling me that the sandwich was
1: simply wrapped with a rubber band. You didn't put like it in a, in a sandwich pack, maybe a Ziploc? No, I put it in a, in a,
0: in a plastic container, but I, I didn't secure it in a way, you know, with a tight secure... I just put a rubber band around it. Okay, you gotta get the Ziploc. No, I don't know what... Seriously, Jimmy, have you ever heard of me? I, that's insane.
1: Now, when I was a kid, every day, it was like clockwork. I had a, I had a meatball sandwich. Meatball, no cheese, just a meatball sandwich... Wrapped in tin foil, yeah, tin foil, and I had four Oreos wrapped in tin foil, and the the, the Oreos, when you'd unwrap it, you could read Oreo. That's
0: how good my mother was at, at wrapping I the mean, Oreos. You could read Oreo in the tin foil. Your his mother with the meatballs, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about what part of my brain said, nah don't wrap that in aluminum foil. That'll be too easy. Just put a rubber band around it." Were you out of aluminum foil? No, <laughs> it was just a total brain meltdown, and as a result, and and if you can hear the sound of my voice, and you go tomorrow, or you're a teacher tomorrow. Why do you abuse a kid? Give her zero in-class participation because she's got a homeless-filled lunch bag.
1: Hmm.
0: It's a good question.
1: Yeah, maybe, the, maybe that person should call in.
0: That is a – give out the number there, Vince. Give out the, yeah, the it's, number.
1: Yeah, it's 718-260-4502 if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, we're not going to take calls right now, though, unless that gentleman wants to call the, the science teacher.
0: Oh, the science tomorrow. teacher.
1: You can kiss my – you know
0: what. Now, yeah. Jimmy, if someone calls, you know how to handle it? Awesome. Well, this is Brooklyn Paper Radio. We are going to start with the big story of the day. This one is in ProPublica. Now, Vince, I'm not one of those editors. I work at the Daily News. You look, you work at CNG, Community Newspaper Group, Brooklyn yeah. Paper. Mm-hmm. You're not one of those guys who sits there and reads the paper and say, oh, that story stunk because it was in another publication. No, sirree. That's, absolutely not. I read this this morning on ProPublica. Marcello Rochebron had a story that actually has huge impact in Brooklyn because it said that a number of developers, including Two Trees, Dumbo Powerhouse Two Trees, yeah. was getting a tax break from mm-hmm. the state and not passing on the tax break benefits to its tenants. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to call out to Marcello. You you talk amongst yourselves for a second. Yeah, no, give him a buzz because... I'm giving him a buzz. It, it was really, it seemed kind of interesting
1: to me. I read the whole thing through and through. It's a very long story. Well, we're going to get
0: Marcello to explain maybe that. Maybe he could explain
1: it a little better. A very long story. There it is. He's going to answer. I hope so. He better. Did you call him in advance? Did we you did. set this up? We set this up. Hello, this Hey, oh, there, there he is. is.
0: All right, Marcello, it's Gersh Kuntzman here at Brooklyn Paper Radio along with, of course, Vince DiMasselli. And as you know, I'm editor emeritus of the Brooklyn Paper. And as <laughs> such, I have a great deal of interest in development subsidies that help developers right. and, and, and should be passed along to help the public. Now, Marcello, you had a big story. And I, when I say big, I mean important. And I also mean long, Marcello. I'll be honest. It was, it was. Not a lot of members of the public are necessarily going to read the whole story. And when I say the public, I may mean me. So just for the sake of people who might not have read it, and again, I may mean me, why don't you just tell us the basics of this story? Because it's an important one. Go for it.
2: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, no, no. That, no that's Come okay, on. It's ahead. an absolute pleasure. And, and so the story, is, it's, it's really a simple one. It's, it's one of Brooklyn's biggest developers, Two Trees Management, owned by Jed and David Valentus they've built lots and lots, especially in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. But th- this story focused on one of their buildings in downtown Brooklyn.
1: This is the one on, uh, on Court Street at Atlantic Avenue, the, the yes. courthouse.
2: Yes, exactly, across from the Trader Joe's.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so this was built back in 2005, and the requirements were such that they were going to get a 25-year tax abatement, which is a huge, huge tax deduction. It's going to um, save them about yeah. a
0: million dollars, uh, more it than was, a million in yeah. taxes a year.
2: It would, uh, yeah, and their tax bill would be reduced by over 90%. Yeah,
0: see, oh, I read so, the story, so okay. I'm not going to – anyway, go. go ahead, go ahead.
2: And, and in exchange for that, they were supposed to offer all, all their tenants, every single one, rent stabilization, which meant capping rent increases according to what a separate agency tells them to. And on top of that, 20% were supposed to be reserved for low-income tenants.
1: So is this what, what we're talking about here is, is what we hear about all the time when, when new developments going in, all the politicians show up, and they're like, oh, we're going to have, this is going to have you know low-income housing, or, or it's going to be below market, or
2: what do they say? What's their big Rents,
0: word? Rent, stabilized, affordable housing. Affordable housing. That's, that's their term, uh, affordable, affordable housing. Affordable
2: housing is the catchphrase, yeah. yeah. And I, they usually say it's, it's, a, it's a tax break to incentivize the private industry to build affordable housing.
0: As if as if a private industry needs an incentive to build on Court Street, but that that's a subject for another day, Marshall. The point is the politicians all pat themselves on the back and say, "Hey, we got this these units, we secured them for 25 years thanks to the 421A program." Right. All right, what happened with that?
2: Well, then it was it was they had to register with the state and tell them that they were rent stabilized. However, they told the state that, no, these units are not rent-stabilized. They are permanently exempt from any form of rent regulation.
0: And meanwhile, we, they weren't paying the full tax bill.
2: And meanwhile, they were, they were getting the tax break on one hand from the city, mm-hmm. but telling the state, because it's a com- complicated system where the city gives you stuff and, you, and you're held accountable by the state. Yeah, come on,
0: Marshall. that's yeah. not that complicated. Someone's <laughs> got to be, I mean, who's asleep at the switch? It's not two trees, it sounds like. Who's asleep?
2: <laughs> well, it's it's essentially the regulators.
0: So the and state regulators?
2: There's several of them.
0: Because, okay.
3: be, well, do we know these, their names? I mean, where do they live?
0: Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But are they state or city regulators?
2: So on, on, on the part of the city, it's the Housing Preservation and Development Department, HPD. Mm-hmm. And they manage the 421A tax break program, which is the one they were eligible for. Um, And they tell two trees, you need to rent stabilize all these units. But when, when it... When times comes to, to to register them for rent civilization, you need to go to a different agency, which is a state agency called the DHCR, Department for Housing and Community Renewal.
1: Good job working on that It's the great with
2: those acronyms. I, so I mean, Do you know what the man
0: from UNCLE stands for? All right, <laughs> right let's forget about that. The point uh, is, but Two Trees did pay the tax bill it received. It was just a surprisingly low number.
2: It was, it was surprisingly low, and they had yet to qualify for the final tax break, right? So, you apply for this tax break and you say you won 25 years, and the city says, well, sure, but you need to do this, 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 and that. And one of the main requisites there is that you will register them for rent stabilization. And they did not. They told the state that they were tax exempt. They were exempt from any form of rent stabilization. And this is in 2005. Mm -hmm. They were still trying to comply with it. And what we know from the story is that at least six years went by in which they didn't. Well, two trees did not comply with the law, and also regulators did nothing about it. All right, all right
0: the, but so but we got to get out. So the the fact of the matter is, though, once somebody alerted two trees to this, they kind of did the right thing. What they do?
2: They they sent the, the the city sent two trees a letter saying, um, most of your units are registered as exempt from rent stabilization, and this is a quote. They said this is not allowed. Yeah. Um and if, you hear, if you $0. hear chewing, by
0: the way, we're eating an Oban pain cookie. We're going to talk about that later. But you go on. You go on. Chocolate chip.
2: And after that letter was sent, nothing happened. Unbelievable. And almost a year to the day, HPD, the city, sent a very similar letter saying, by the way, your units are still not registered as rent-stabilized, and we will stop processing your application for the tax break right now. Oh, good. So, well, one, they had failed to qualify, and this w- For seven years at this point but they were still getting it without having qualified for it and two the city was not thinking about revoking a tax break it was just thinking of stopping their application but by
1: stopping the application wouldn't the wouldn't the tax department or whoever sent them their tax bill say wait a second uh you're not we're not gonna pay you're not gonna pay the the small amount you're paying in the past you're not eligible anymore you're gonna pay this big amount and is that what got two trees did that happen and if so is that what got two, two trees moving
2: no that didn 't happen
1: hmm. so what actually got two trees moving in the direction of of uh, correcting the the, uh, the the high rents that they were charging? We, we people?
2: never got the straight answer to that question i mean it, it must have been a combination between the the letters from the city and some activist tenants who. Took two trees to court. Right, so some, somebody okay.
0: figured this out. Bottom line, but here's yeah. here's the takeaway from me. And we got to get out because, frankly, Marcello, I love you, You're a great reporter, but this is this is boring stuff for most people. Here's the <laughs> takeaway: How many developers do you think in Brooklyn or or in the city are getting away with this, or or are or should be caught, or you, I don't yeah. even know what the terminology is. Who's screwing whom, and how many times?
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. We don't have an exact number. That's a question we tried to get an answer to. But we did a previous story on how many how many units there were that were receiving the 421A tax break mm-hmm. and were not telling the state about it. How many was that? It was 50,000 That's units. a lot of oh units. My God.
0: <laughs> That's like Richmond Hill, Queens or something. <clears throat> so you're telling me, and, and I know we've got to go. we got to get out.
1: But you're telling me that right now there might be as many as 50,000 people paying more rent than they
0: should be paying.
2: Yes, exactly. So while, while the
0: politicians think... They've done the right thing by New Yorkers. Yeah, and, and right. the next...
2: And, and there's this attorney general enforcement unit that has gone after literally 200 um, landlords yeah. in New York City.
0: Well, you've got to start yeah. naming names. Who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? Give me some <laughs> villains and heroes.
2: It, it, it's a convoluted man. us oh, get journalist. Free, let's get He's free. always
0: going to be a journalist, this pro-publica guy. Look, I love what you guys do. You're, you're non-profit, you're good journalism, but the fact that you can't call... A villain of it. who's the villain? <laughs> Give me one villain in this story. and Don't say your editor.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's the failure of the system, honestly. No,
0: no, oh. you can't blame the system. Obviously, the oh. Blasio the de Blasio administration did figure this out at some point.
2: They, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. Wow.
0: Yeah. So we don't even know who the hero is. The hero must be a bunch of scrappy young tenants and a young reporter named Marcello <laughs> uh, at, at ProPublica. Am I right? Yes. No, okay. oh, but that's it. We got, yeah, we we got it. consensus. Well, Marcello, I want to thank you and your co writer, whose name is not in front of me, and frankly, he didn't come on the air with us, so I don't care. <laughs> Vincent, you give him a plug. Give him a plug. What's his name?
2: Zari Pluck. That's right. He did a good there job. You go, yes. And,
0: and Vincent and I are going to enjoy this uh, chocolate chip cookie from Oban Pan, which is underrated, Marcello. Underrated chocolate chip cookie. We got to let him go. Jimmy, cut him off. Marcello, thanks again. Thank you, Marcello. No, thank you. No, oh, he that's was fine. a good kid. I like. the I think kid. we were getting a call. Is a call coming in? Is there a call coming in? Yeah, hit flash.
1: Is that a call coming in? Yeah, it sounds like it. See what happens. Okay. Hey, you're on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Can I help you?
4: You better fix the TV. What's the problem? I can't get anything on the TV.
1: Well, that sounds like
0: my dad. What's wrong with the TV? This is why a radio is show, TV sir. It
4: doesn't work. I'm here looking on the TV.
0: Well, I'm sorry. We're on the we're on the interweb at www.brooklynpaper.com.
4: But why can't I see you on TV?
0: Well, if you have Apple TV,
1: you probably could. Oh, all right, listen, thanks hey, for calling. You're our first caller. That's our first, our, call that's our
4: first caller. That was really <laughs> good.
0: Where, where are you calling from, sir? Click. <laughs>
3: right. He's
0: gone. He's gone. Well, He's anyway, gone. listen, Vince. Yes. We, it's a moment in time. We're, it's our first show, mm-hmm. first official show. We've had a lot of fun doing the test shows. But i got to tell you something. I'm fat. <laughs> I'm fat, Vince. I'm fat. I don't think you're that fat. And You, I, got, you know what? There's a little bit
1: around the waist. That there's a lot
0: around the waist. And, I, and that's why I'm very thankful for our new sponsor. And I want to read to you. A testimonial from myself. He Zoro- says
1: he says as he chews on a chocolate chip cookie. Well,
0: you, you got to indulge. Yeah. Zerona Laser of New York. Now you know this company. They offer an FDA approved body sculpting procedure designed to remove fat and contour the body without invasive surgery. Because you know me, I don't like needles. No. Zerona is a six quick and painless treatments. You lie there under the Zerona laser for 20 minutes on your front and 20 minutes on your back, and probably in my case, another 20 minutes on each side, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And unlike minimally quote unquote minimally invasive or traditional liposuction, Zerona allows you to continue your daily activities without any interruption from surgery or pain, and that's important for me because I'm a busy guy. Well, no, you, you got to get in now. And since it's non invasive to the body, many people who are unable to undergo surgery may be candidates for Zerona. You know, I got an unbelievably low threshold of pain. Yeah. I mean, I clip my nails and I'm screaming like a baby. Mm-hmm. Anyway, patients can lose up to nine and a half inches off their waist, hips, and thighs. I need nine and a half off of each of those. but this one. So, anyway, if you're interested, call Zerona Laser of New York at 718 234 6207. I'm going to read that again 718 234 6207. Or visit them at zerona laser of new york dot com. That's z e r o n a laser of new york dot com. And I'm glad they're sponsored. Frankly, I'm glad they're sponsored. No, you this. gotta have sponsors. If yeah. I start looking good, see that's the problem with a radio show. If I actually take up the Zerona services and I start looking good, no one's gonna know except for Jimmy, and he doesn't care. He's he's no. devoutly hom- heterosexual. Yes, from what I hear. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go right into we have, we got another read and then uh, we'll take oh, another read. Okay, yeah. let's take a commercial break. Okay, yeah. So here we go. So you might be aware that uh, Atlas Steakhouse mm, mm. offers a unique dining experience. Well, it's, not, it's not a German style no. steakhouse. Oh I know no, that. it's not German. No, no. This is this is a Mediterranean style steakhouse. All right, and it's, about. No, it's the kind of place where you walk in, you choose your steak, and every cut is aged to tender perfection on the site. You choose
0: the steak. You, you choose like the steak. it's like they bring out the steak. Like, oh, I want that you one. Cho- you pick it, pick and choose. Awesome.
1: All right. Then you can pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection, or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. Oh, I like a cocktail. Well, oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Then you can enjoy a succulent appetizer with uh, their master chef will craft your choice cut as you desire. Wow. Yeah. So I can yeah. have like medium rare. Yeah. Well, that's the way you want it. <laughs> they right? do that. That's the only way
0: I order it. Where okay. is Atlas Steakhouse?
1: Well, Atlas Steakhouse is at 943 Coney Island Avenue, and you can visit them at atlassteak.com. Atlas Steakhouse
0: always offers you a cut above the rest.
1: Wow, did you write that? I did not, no. Well, the good
0: news is Vinny's actually going to Atlas Steakhouse on Thursday. I am going Thursday night. It's my wife's birthday. Baby, if you're out there, I love you. Oh, that is. I'm just throwing it out there. That is ridiculous. I'm just
1: throwing it out there. Jimmy, you should bleep that out. No, we're going to Atlas for the birthday celebration, and we'll probably be
0: there. I don't know what time, but we're, we're going to get there. Well, I got a One,
1: one pro- I got to go pick her up. You know, I got I to go all get her. We got
0: to get out. Listen, the big story for me today, I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw this. It, it broke on DNA Info, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid. Again, I'm not afraid to say DNA Info. They do some good work. We had a they Twitter do. war I, with them days. last week. Yeah, we're back. They broke a big story. I don't know if you saw that. A DNA info. The K from the Kentile Floors sign. Mm-hmm. The K. Remember the K? Okay. You but can photograph yourself. It's going to be in a studio in the Gowanus area on December 11th. You go. You can pose for pictures. I think
1: you got to let people know what the Kentile floor, you're just saying the Kentile Floor sign, like everybody knows. It's Brooklyn it is. Paper Radio, baby. Well, anyway. they should know because we covered we covered the signs of Brooklyn like no other. Well, that's newspaper. why I'm
0: going to get Colin Mixon in here to talk about it. Hey, like, can we run the morning papers uh, thing? Oh, well, that's him here? what I, I read this this morning. I read the morning paper. Yeah, Colin Mixon, get on in here. You're on Brooklyn Paper Radio. Let's bring him in. Yeah, we got to get him in here. He's got to slam me. that door and talk to us a bit.
3: Where is he? I don't know
1: what takes this guy so long. Oh. He's, he's like moseying you,
3: in. You get in here,
0: it's news, baby. Go it's watch. news, get on. Just Hustle, a little hustle. Ladies and gentlemen, you're joined by Colin Mixon, an, a reporter extraordinaire, although he's young, he's not seasoned, but he's coming through our shop, and he's learning it the way he's got to learn it. Colin, welcome aboard. Hey guys. So tell us a little bit just before you talk about your uh, the story you want to talk about. I called you in here to talk about the Kentile floor sign. Yeah. Okay. What's the story there? First of all, you missed the story. DNA broke the story. They did. So how'd you? Good. What'd you think of the story?
3: Um, of DNA story? Yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I, I, mean, I guess you'll lot, never work there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the fun is uh, in the background. There's a lot of good background.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. Look, yeah. the Kentile floor sign was as much a symbol of Brooklyn as, as Marty Markowitz or Gersh Kuntzman. Am I right? Sure, yeah. So if not it, more so. It's going to be nice that at least a piece of that sign, which the, all the politicians said they were going to preserve. They did. It's going to be December 11th down there in the Gowanus. That's online. You don't need that. But really, yeah. Colin, I wanted to call you in here to talk about the assassination. Yeah. Te- just give us an update. You guys remember this. This guy who wanted to assassinate a bastard. We call it an assassination. Go yeah. for it,
3: Colin. Tell us the background. Um, so, there's uh, Here's some crunching.
0: I'm, I'm eating a cookie. Yeah.
3: It's a, it's a Hatfield and McCoy situation over in Garrison
0: Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, Last time you were on the show, we accused you of neither knowing who the Hatfields were nor the McCoys. That's true. Did you look that up? I knew who the Hatfields and the McCoys were. I, I
3: didn't Fine. know that. Fine. Yeah, He's I'm learned a lot anyways. over the years. <laughs> I've, tell your story. I've learned a few things. Uh, So... They have been feuding a bit for a few years. Um, it was about three years ago when the guy who owns the Basset Hound loaned his neighbor's daughter like a thousand bucks. That's a
0: lot of money to loan.
3: And so they actually, he, she never paid him back. And so they were, uh, he took her to court on the people's court, on the, on the TV court. Dun, dun. And, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and he lost.
0: Well, first of all, go back. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. I mean, that's a lot of money.
3: Yeah, a thousand bucks is uh, that's that's a nice chunk of change. I killed for a thousand bucks. Tell me
0: who killed whom. I wouldn't go that far.
3: Um, Well, so fortunately, nobody's died. Um, Not the dog. No, the dog. He made it. um, The guy uh, slipped a a sharpened bone. Was the allegation? He, He sharpened a bone. That's right. And then stuck it under a fence. And then you know. Uh, dogs being dogs went up and uh, started chewing on it. And then the next thing this guy knows, his dog's like choking and running around. Like, not,
0: not to make light of this, but panicking. a dog a dog choking on a bone that sounds a little far fetched. I mean, these are dogs. That's what they do. It's not they, just, they just any bone. It's a sharpened bone. I mean, I know, but all bones are sharp when you start chewing on them. I know. They've literally
3: evolved for thousands of thousands of years. I don't know about
0: literally. I think they've figuratively evolved for millennia.
3: Yeah. Well, they've to be they, good at chewing bones. They've yeah. evolved. Yeah, that's the, the whole bit. purpose <laughs> of their. Thing. They've yeah.
1: evolved quite a bit since they were the uh, the, the gray wolf, certainly.
0: The, the, all dogs, by the way, Vince makes a good point. All dogs come from a wolf. Yeah, gray wolf. All right. One gray wolf. All right. M- Mixon, where are you on evolution? Do you believe in evolution? Uh, I'm a firm believer in, in evolution. That's yeah. good. I've got to say, that's my litmus test. You cannot work for me in any employ yeah. if you don't, do not at least believe that evolution is the prevailing... Uh, way in which we all got here.
1: Well, The yeah. big the big question okay. for us is, how's the dog doing? Money aside, every, everything okay? With
3: oh, the, the dog's doing great. Right. He's, he's a, a great dog. dog. He's a basset hound. So. Yeah, he's a good Would dog. Would you say he's a good boy? I think so, yeah. He's a good boy. A good boy. Or, or a a Snoopy.
1: Good girl. Oh, that's right. His name's Snoopy. Snoopy, yeah. Listen, you can
0: read all about this one uh,
1: at yeah. brooklyndaily.com, our sister publication out there in uh, southern Brooklyn. I love the headline.
0: Hot diggity, judgment goes to the dog in attempted assassination suit, although you did spell judgment wrong in the headline. Judgment does not have an, a first E. Oh, so we'll have to talk to uh, Max Yeager about that. Should we bring him in next? Sure. What's his number? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I don't know if he writes his own headlines. Usually, the editor is supposed to say, "Oh, sorry, not reporter's fault." Oh, listen, we got to get Mixon out of here because we have got a special call out in a couple of seconds to oh. a very special guest, probably the most important guest. No, no offense, Colin. Most important guest when you're doing the first show ever of Brooklyn Paper Radio. So, Colin, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna play you out with a little morning papers music. But thanks for coming in. You're a good kid. Okay. Thanks again, the Jimmy, Jimmy and the morning Jimmy and the Revolvers You know, before we call out to our special guest, Jimmy I do want to tell you a little bit more about Zerona of New York Because i tell you, Zerona Laser of New York You can drop one to three pants or dress sizes in just two weeks you do you do it with the Zerona Lipo Laser System. I would call that the ZLLS. That's mm-hmm. what I would call it. Yeah. This procedure is designed to remove fat and contour the body without invasive surgery. Yes, new and non-invasive. So what can you expect? Well, according to the Zerona, their patients lose eight to eleven inches in just two weeks. Zerona Laser of New York offers weekly free workshops at the Brooklyn Spine Center. You know the Spine Center, of course. 5911 16th Avenue yeah, in 16th Brooklyn. Avenue, yeah. I would put that in what? Sunset Park? Benson? I don't know exactly. Where would you call that? Uh, it's it's could called Benson Bensonhurst Bor- Borough Park. Anyway, you go to one of those uh, workshops. You're going to meet Dr. Melinda Keller. She'll be at your service with any questions you might have about the Zerona procedure. I got a couple. Can I get in on that for free? Mm. No, I'm kidding. Why procrastinate? Call today, reserve a seat at the free Zerona workshop, and with any questions you may have about Zerona Laser of New York. That number, as I said earlier, 718 234 Six two one two, and of course you can go on the web at zeronalaserofnewyork dot com. Vince, now before you uh, you you do anything else, mm-hmm. I'm gonna we got a time time constraint on this call to yes. our special guest, so I'm gonna just do it. I'm just gonna do it. You ready? Go Here right go. ahead, do Jimmy. It, do you ready? It. Now Jimmy's gonna block out the number when I dial because this is a very important personage. It it's is. It's not James. like I want to give out George Clooney's number on. The, oh, oh, did I say it? Sorry. There you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's about done that, it again. I did. No, I did that. Jimmy, can I get? There we go. go. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. All right, I'm doing it. All right, block it out, Jimmy. Block it out. Out. I'll just
2: keep
1: talking while you dial in yeah, there. You can do so that. I, I, no, he blocked know, it out. All right, now I'm you, can not bring, sure. you can bring it back it? up.
0: Okay. And then? No, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. You know, you gotta dial nine. I'm gonna do it again. But this is. It, maybe I'm a little nervous. I you think,
1: think, you, think maybe I'm a little nervous. No, it
0: could be. But this is such a big call. Well, I, I, I better make this call. Uh, you better. Because why don't you read? Why don't you read your takeaway?
1: Listen, we're on time constraints here. Here we go. Here we go. No, I got it. You got it. sure? All right. Block that out, excited. Jimmy.
0: I'm very excited. Here we go. He blocked it out. Okay, you can Let's bring it back it. up. There you go. Oh, here we go. Get, you the, got the this music?
1: Cool. This is a big call. This is a
0: big call. I don't hear anything. Oh, something's coming. You hear something? All
1: right, I'm going to do the read. you are got to figure it out. I think you gave me the wrong number, but I'm going to try one more. T- one more time. That's it. You're trying again?
0: Yeah. Don't do the read.
1: Okay. I going to tell you a little bit about Atlas Steakhouse. I know, I'm getting hungry. Oh, they got an extensive list of vintage wines. they got expertly mixed classes. Here we go, here it's and ringing. Cocktails. Got the music ready? Oh, there we go. We'll play the music after the answers, right?
0: Right. I just don't know who it is. We're right on time. I think we set this up, 445. We, I've never been as, as this on time. Is as
1: on time as we can possibly
0: be. If we get his machine, you got to have the music queued up anyway. Yeah. This is so exciting. I love a call out. A good call out like oh, this. No, a good call out like First the show.
4: Hello. You have reached the voicemail of Brooklyn Borough President Eric
0: Adams. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Hold on Jimmy, cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. We got his voicemail. Voicemail.
4: The best way to reach me. Okay. All right, I think you better cut that down, Eric. I think Jimmy
0: he's going to read his home address here. Yes. Well, we've spoiled the surprise. We're bringing on Borough President Eric Adams, former state senator Eric Adams, now borough president, one of the greats of Brooklyn. I mean, if you say to anybody around the country or the world, "Hey, I live in Brooklyn," they're like, "Oh, oh you must know Eric Adams." Eric Adams. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to try him one more time. But why don't you read the uh, why don't you read the uh, little teaser there you got there?
1: Listen, Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts aged on site for perfect texture and taste. At Atlas Steakhouse, you get extensive list of vintage wines. You get expertly mixed classic and signature cocktails. And signature appetizers guaranteed to stimulate your power. At Atlas Steakhouse, your choice cut steak is crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you. And delightful desserts, each sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse, a completely unique dining experience. And you can find Atlas Steakhouse at 943 Coney Island Avenue and online at atlassteak.com. Well, that was well done. Atlas Steakhouse, a
0: cut above everybody else. I I love that it's handcrafted. Cause like I like I don't cause I think the hipsters are bringing back craft, mm-hmm. and everybody always says to me, oh, I don't like the hipsters. Brooklyn's too many hipsters. You know what? You bring back craft. That's good enough for me. I, I like a cocktail that's properly pulled and torn and whatever shaken. All right, and that's what they do at Atlas And I'm gonna reach out to our guest again. Let's try it one more. Jim, time. Jimmy, you got that? Nope. I got nothing. Oh, I love this. If Here I, we go. I got it.
1: Now Brooklyn Daily has this picture of the uh, of the Bassett hound. It's a fantastic
0: photo. He looks fine. Yeah. Well, that's cause he's evolved over many millennia. To eat sharpened sticks. If I were to get any dog, gosh, you got that it. music. You got that music ready.
1: If I were to get any dog, it'd be a Basset huh? Really? Yeah,
0: well, I would say a Shih Tzu. <sighs> what? I like
1: saying Shih Tzu. Is that a problem? No, I don't have a problem with it. Although I think those are like you don't get allergies from
0: Shih Tzu. Let's talk to Let's talk to Borough President Adams about this because he's a big animal lover. He loves Loves animals. Remember about the whole goose massacre? He was a leading opponent of the goose massacre a few years ago. No, yeah,
1: he basically said the planes aren't. We should be avoiding
0: the geese. Yeah, the, the, geese the, planes the planes are the ones that are... Well, this is this is just downright weird. This Hello. time I'm going to
4: leave him a message. You have reached the voicemail of Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. All right, wow. Jimmy, when we, the, when we get the beep, we're going to play you the music, okay? A message on this he says don't leave a message. I'm not leaving leave a message I anyway. I don't so care. To reach me is to text me. Oh, I'll text oh. him. Oh, let's
0: text him on that number.
4: Well, let's try that. Well, well you
1: play the okay, music anyway, okay? We're going to try yeah. that. And then... Uh, I'm calling up his, uh... All
0: right, so play the music there, Jimmy. That's right, we're playing Hail to the Chief, Mr. Borough President. Because we want you on the air, and we said 445, it's 448, baby. All right, Jimmy, enough with the music. Enough with, come on, Jimmy. All right, enough. We we didn't get you. I'm just going to hang up on him. All right, we're going to try to reach out to him via text. In the meantime, I'm going to get Colin Mixon back in here. Only because he's the only number I know out there.
1: Why are we calling Colin again? You know what I love on the radio? What? Dead air. <laughs> I just love <laughs> that it. It's fantastic. No, it's really fantastic.
0: How did you Well, he's not even there. What I think the your staff thinks we're on the radio, they just disappear yeah, for the days. Just get out of there. All right, I'm hanging up on him. Unbelievable. Makes it Well, I, Oh,
4: let's oh this could be it. this could, could be someone calling it. Right
0: what? I just answer it, Jimmy. Yeah. Hello, it's Brooklyn Paper Radio with Gersh Konstatin and Vince DiMaselli. Jimmy, we got him. Hello. Is he there, Jimmy? Turn it up. Bring the noise. I got to believe that's Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. I think it is. Borough President Adams, if you can hear the sound of my voice, say something. Yeah. All right. I'm going to reach out to him because I'm assuming that's him. What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's let's try. I'm just going to call him again. Yeah.
0: Get the music ready, Jimmy. Thank you for muting that for a second. Okay, you can bring it back up. Here we go. You got the music ready? because this is going to be this time it's going to work when the history of this show is written they're going to remember these moments they're going to say those guys were cockeyed optimists about the technology (laughs) if he doesn't answer can we get the music again because I just love that song (laughs) I mean this is an outrage Yeah. I went from being his biggest fan to being his mortal enemy. Like, right now, you couldn't put me in a room with... You have
4: reached the voicemail (laughs) of Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams. Can we get the music? Please do not leave a message. (laughs) All right, we're not leaving a message. Jimmy, Jimmy,
0: cut it. Come on, Jimmy. That's that's ridiculous. He's the Borough President and everything, but come on. Anyway, Uh, well, look, we got other things to talk about. We do, we do. Hey, Jimmy, open that door and just get a reporter in here, because this is ridiculous. Sorry, Jerry. Just get him. Get him in here. Just get somebody. In get in. any reporter. I, meanwhile, I want to. I do want to talk about. You know, the Globe Trotters are coming back to town. And you going to play the Barclays Center? January second at the Barclays Center, two shows. And I don't say games. I say shows because it's a sham. It it's no. a sham. No, it's a show. It's a show. I think the Washington Generals should be given a fair shot. And I've seen games where the Generals are better than the Globe Trotters. They're better. They mm-hmm. play both sides of the ball. They play above the rim, below the. But the Globe Trotters are a bunch of showboats. Anyway, you go see him. It's a lot of fun. 90th anniversary this year. The 90th anniversary of the Harlem or Globe so Charters. Curly Neal be there? Metal Lemon? No, those are some old names from the past. Although Curly Neal is up for interviews if you want to call him next week. Maybe we'll do uh, that. Well, because good. those shows are January 2nd at the Barclays Center, and there's no reason why we can't get some free tickets. Yeah. All right, I'm going to reach out to him again. I don't know. We've got to get Jimmy no, here getting, though, for the music. I'm getting the okay
1: from my executive producer, Eric Hercules, that now's the time to reach All right. out.
0: Eric, Jimmy, we need, you. We, we need you for the music. Yeah. All right, so, here, so we're calling out to him again. Okay. All right. If you're a reporter, you got to sit down for a second, Hobbs. Right. We got Alexa, Hobbs, Allegra, Hobbs. <laughs> what happened there, Jimmy? I lost yes. him. One of these days. Allegra, just fill in the gaps here. Jimmy, I'm in trouble.
1: What are you working on today, Allegra? Uh
0: Dennis and I are doing a project together. Actually,
1: fellow
0: reporter. Hello. Okay. <laughs>
3: Can
1: you hear me? You and Dennis are working on something?
3: Uh, we're making a map. That
0: will. Uh, you're making a map. What are you? What are you, Rand McNally? Come on. We got the borough president. Come on. Just okay, sit hold in. On. Sit in, Allegra. Sit in. All right. Yeah. You got the music, Jimmy? Hello? Is that Borough President Eric Adams?
4: <laughs> How are you doing? Well,
0: we are very <laughs> proud to have you. Thank you very much. I don't know if you can hear. That is the song we play for all presidents who've been on our show. Yes, that is Hail to the Chief. You may not
1: be able to hear it in the background, but our, re- our listeners can. All right, Jimmy, cut it. Let's cut it. All
0: okay. right, Borough President Adams. Great. Thank you for joining us. It's Gersh Kussman and Vince DiMasselli at Brooklyn Paper Radio. You're on the inaugural... Broadcast, how do you feel?
4: Uh, great, great. And the beauty of it is that since you play that song for all your presidents, I'm the first president you have on, so I get the first playing of the song.
0: I'm expecting you to go on to much bigger and better, my friend. Governor, President of these United States, and maybe you and General Secretary, I'll play it every damn time.
4: <laughs> no, it's an
1: absolute It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. We thank you for giving us the time.
4: Thank you, and thank you. you know, it's, it's really great, that purple paper. Um, is having this show, you know, Brooklyn is just really evolving into its own. So.
0: All right, all right, he's kissing our butt a little bit. we got a lot <laughs> to talk about, but I want to start, Borough President, by saying I just want to recount when I first knew that I had a great deal of respect for you, and, and I don't like politicians, you know that, but after <laughs> the federal government, the jackbooted thugs of the federal government, killed those geese in Prospect Park almost a decade ago, it's you were now. the guy, not only eloquent, But bringing bringing the thunder on the federal government in defense of those harmless animals, I just want, just bring me back to that day you gave ostensibly a eulogy and the soaring rhetoric was flying higher than those birds. Just bring me back to that day.
4: Well, you know, when when I saw a mother uh, geese um, swimming with five or six little uh, of her children, uh, it struck me that you know we're not the only one with these experience of loving and caring for our family. Uh, many animals do. Matter of fact, there's a great TED talk called "What Do Animals Really Feel?" and they talk about the uh, characteristics that we think are unique to us that is not. And so when we kill a geese simply because they're in our way, no, we are in the way of animals and we need to understand, we need to share the planet with them. That's what you said. You yeah, said the, the
0: planes are in the way. So, and, I, and it was very eloquent, and I respected it, and I was very happy you got elected the borough president. Now, we got a lot of issues on the table about Brooklyn. Brooklyn is still in the centerpiece of the world. You inherited a booming Brooklyn. But where are we on some of these issues? Is Brooklyn booming too fast, borough president? Uh,
4: and that's a good question. Uh, when you think about it, uh, Brooklyn has 2.6 million people. Whoa! It's largest city. Uh, in America, larger than Miami, Carolina, uh, so many other cities, Philadelphia, et cetera. And, and it is with that we have big city problems. And you know, one of the big city um, items is about housing. How yep. do we make sure the borough remains affordable? And how do we expand the butto- but- borough with housing, um, changing the climates of our communities?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we're in downtown Brooklyn right here in the Brooklyn Paper Building. And around us... All of Metro Tech and, uh, and that downtown, what do they call that, uh, City City Point? Yeah, City it's Point. booming all over the place, but, that, but cool. the good news is there's going to be a lot of housing in these projects.
4: So true, and um, you know that's why it's imperative not only to build new housing, but we can't lose our eyes off of preservation and holding on to those ex- existing affordable units that people have lived in for so long. And so I say over and over again, the popularity of the brand must turn into prosperity for all Brooklynites, particularly those long timers.
0: Right, and, and we're talking about me, obviously here, and I'm living in the WT, and my rent is thirty-three hundred bucks a month. What are you gonna wow. do for me?
4: <laughs> Can you personally help me? You know, you know what are we gonna do for each
0: other, man? It's oh a boy, in Brooklyn. So if I called your helpline right now, now you wouldn't answer. I don't expect you to answer. But if I called your helpline, because I know you got one, and I call up and say my rent is too damn high what are you going to do for me nothing you're going to help me steer me to something what
4: Nah, it's not much we can do you're yeah. living in a house it's not a portable uh, affordable unit if it's something that anything that the market can bear yeah you sort of stuck with the cost of that rent we will ask you a series of questions to make sure that you're not in a unit that should not be charging you a certain dollar amount and if they are there are avenues you can go to make sure that rent is brought down but yeah. if you don't, you know, you sort of uh, got to suck it up, man. You know, well, yeah. And it's, you not a, and Bear.
0: it's not about me. I just want to make sure that there's someone I can call if someone's someone's pulling the screws to me, okay? Now, I've got to ask you another question, big story in the paper today. Where are you on the East River Bridge Tolls? Because I know, I remember your predecessor, Marty Markowitz, he was going to put his body in front of Flatbush Avenue to prevent East River Bridge Tolls. Where are you on that? Uh,
4: you know, the devils are always in the details. Uh, I'm very concerned about the talk of Uh, Increasing tolls in Brooklyn, uh, but decreasing tolls in other parts of the city. I think that's a bit unfair. Brooklyn is catching hell like everyone else. And so we need to make sure that if we're going to put tolls on the bridges, uh, that it should go into the MTA. I believe we can find a way to stabilize the MTA fare for the next 12 years. Uh, and then I'll be, I'll be really excited about talking about tolls on the bridges right. if we're making sure we have a fair, equitable equitable way to do it and that we would stabilize the fares so that the everyday commuter, which I am, I'm a MetroCard guy, um, we don't have to continue to see our tolls increase and our fares increase.
0: Now, you know, Borough President Adams, that you cannot slip a playing card between me and Vince Masselli on most issues. However... I am in favor of East River Bridge tolls as a subway rider and as someone who detests the pagan automobile. But Vince is Vince is against tolls. Vince, why don't you why not you ask the tough questions?
1: I'm going to ask the tough questions about tolls now, Gersh.
0: Well, you you're you're opposed to tolls on the East River Bridges if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think I've ever come out. Dead set against tolls
1: on the East River bridges. Here he goes. You
0: hear that, Barb? President Evans? always a journalist. Yeah. always a journalist. He won't be honest about it.
1: I just, I just like. To, uh, I'd be interested to know, though. Th- one of the tolls they are talking about reducing is the one for the Verrazano Bridge, and a lot of people that live in Southern Brooklyn uh, would would like to see that. Some people that aren't necessarily going into Manhattan, but but do travel to family, friends living uh, living on the other side of that bridge, outer Brooklyn, as it were.
0: All right. Well, he's making a good point. Where, where do you stand on that one?
4: Yeah, well, first of all, I think it was unfair what the governor did uh, earlier last year uh, when he decreased the toll on those on one side of the bridge, and he didn't do it on the same. It's about equity. We're all uh, using the same bridges. You know, the bridge is not a different route or different lane if you live on Staten Island or Brooklyn, and it should be a fair distribution, and that's what I continue to talk about. And so if we can find a way to balance uh, the decrease in tolls and increase in service in MTA without increasing the fare, I am all in. All right.
0: Okay. Now I've got to ask you the tough question. Borough President Adams, I, I would be remiss in my journalistic role if I didn't bring this up. But you, before you were borough president, were in the state senate in Albany. Am I right? Yes, I was. Now, you worked up there in Albany, and we just had last week the conviction of, of the assembly speaker, Sheldon Silver. Now, you worked with Shelly Silver. You've got to be happy about that conviction. You've got to be. <laughs>
4: No, I'm, not, I'm not happy about any despair in anyone's life. You know, I think that is important that we have to all live our life to the trueness of what we elected for. And the criminal justice system spoke. And so now it's, it's his role if he decides to appeal to come to the full conclusion. That's what's great about America. You get an opportunity to uh, go to the full uh, course of um, what the criminal justice system allows you. And he has to... Uh, carry his weight like anyone else would have to carry their weight. And I think the criminal justice system should determine that.
1: Right. Well, you you saw that he uh, he applied for his uh, his uh, his pension. What, what's your take on that? Do you think uh, even after being uh, even after being found guilty of this, that that he should be able to get a, a pension and basically live off uh, live the rest of his life?
4: Uh, I, I, you you're a little low, but I believe you asked the question about his about his pension. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Um, it's something I always um, talked about, even in policing. Um, One of the great things we did, I believe in policing, that if an officer was, after doing his 20 years, if he was found guilty of something, um, he would still have his pension intact. Because pensions are not only what happens to the individual, but oftentimes families are connected to the pension. Uh, Shelly's wife and anyone else that needs to benefit from that pension, they didn't do anything wrong. And so we should not um, attempt to destroy what the family needs to continue to exist because someone did something wrong he did his time um in the senate. Yeah, he's going to do his time
0: too, you know. <laughs> he's going to do other time.
4: <laughs> it makes him eligible for his pension, so I believe he has a right to that and his family has a right to that as well.
0: But you know, you know in the popular press and I work for the Daily News as you know, we, we depict Albany as such a cesspool, such a morass of corruption. And you were up there, is there just like we think of there's like a big room just filled with money that you guys just go in and that's it, there's no room I imagine, but Come on, that doesn't look good. What happened to Shelly?
4: Well, you know, I I have been in two professions uh, that people have a tendency to just sort of broad brush. One of them was policing. Um, You know, no one calls a cop um, when they're having a, a birthday party or a cookout. They call them when they're in some type of disturbance when somebody shot up the cookout. Very true. And so there was a tendency to always view cops in a negative light. I think you see the same in Albany. You have a large number of men and women up there who have dedicated and committed their lives to public service, service, and they're doing some great things. And no matter where you have a body of people, you're going to have those who are going to do something incorrect. Um, that's the nature of the beast, and that's the nature of life itself. You know, we have school teachers who have been arrested, doctors who have been arrested for selling uh, prescription drugs. We have lawyers and doctors and journalists. Journalists have—there uh, was a New York Times journalist who forged— um, his stories and article and plagiarized. So you don't broad brush, brush the entire industry because of the behavior of some, and I don't think that we should do that to those who are elected to
0: office. F- Fair enough. I mean, it sounds like a really miserable world out there. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's getting arrested. Anyway, I got one more question for you, because this just came across my phone. I'm sure it came across yours as well. I get New York Times alerts. I work for the Daily News. I'm Brooklyn paper editor emeritus, but I don't mind plugging the New York Times. They just put an alert out. I don't know if you saw this. Donald J. Trump, has called for the United States to bar all Muslims from entering the country for the time being. Now, I got to say, Borough President Adams, what's, I think I know your opinion on that, but why don't you share that with us?
4: Well, I think that all of us, I don't know what, what is your heritage and what's your background. I'm a New Yorker, I don't my think friend. There was one American that came through these shores that at one time or another, those who were here already uh, were uh, attempting to stop them from coming. You look at the early Irish. Uh, there were signs that I said, no Irish, no dog. The early Italians, they demonized them and said that they were all criminals or early African Americans, uh, the same things. Um, so if you go through the list of those who came to America at one time or another, they had to go through a difficult period mm-hmm. of being ostracized and demonized. And that is not the spirit of America. America is the home of the free and the land of the brave. We're not afraid of terrorists. This is when we're afraid of the British. when We fought for our revolution and our freedom, and we're not going to start being afraid um, now that we look at it. Bombs will burst in the air, but our flag would be, still be there, and men, men like Donald Trump would just try to make an attempt to make us what we are not, and that is not people that run.
0: Wow. Nice, nice turn of phrase there. Now, I'll listen, say- President Adams, it's been a pleasure having you. I would not be a good Brooklyn Paper Radio host, if I didn't say to you, hey, tell us what you're working on. Give me, the, give me something you want to pitch to our listeners. They're listening to you. You can tell them anything, minus the cursing, because I know you've know you you're, you've got a mouth <laughs> like a sailor sometimes. <laughs> what, what are you working on that you want everyone to know about?
4: Uh, two real big items. Uh, number one, celebrating our diversity. 47% of Brooklynites speak a language other than English at home. I don't want our borough to live in silos. I want us to understand the beauty of diversity Second is technology, and putting technology in the hands of our young people. Uh, we're doing Hour of Code, where we encourage the schools to teach an hour of code to young people, so that they can learn how to use technology. This is where the globe is going, and we want our young our young people to be global leaders. And those are my two big pieces that we're doing at this time. Now,
0: I'm going to yeah. hold you to that. About yeah. 20 years, I'm coming back to you, and I want to make sure the President of the United States. The head of the UN, General Secretary, even the head of the European Union, is a former Brooklynite. Can we can we swear? Can we vow to that?
4: Nah, in twenty years, I'll be looking looking back and telling you um, how great it was to be the mayor of the city of New York and retire um, once I complete my two terms. Oh, very wow. nice. I mean, a, wow.
0: which Which election have you just declared for? <laughs>
4: 21 is good enough for
0: me. 21. All right. Well, 2021, we'll be looking for you. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, listen, Borough President Adams, can we play him out with the uh, Hail to the Chief there, Jimmy? Great to talk to you, Borough President Adams. Please come on the show whenever you want. I really appreciate it. Vince, I know, has been sitting there just listening. There, there it go. is, yes. It's an absolute pleasure. we got to hear that more
1: often. Yes.
0: All right, Borough President Adams, ladies there and gentlemen. Goes. And please, if you're having a rent problem, don't call him. It's, he, unless it's illegal, he's not going to Borough President Adams, everybody. Wow, but good you guy. can't afford it. Right, enough, Jimmy, enough. Yeah, Jimmy, 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 come on. He get, the thing with Jimmy is he gets so caught up no, with he the was, whole he was pomp and circumstance. He's practically marching around the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got to say, good interview with Borough President no, right. Adams. He was, he was right. He was on the ball. No, I like that, talking about code. I, I kind of wish he had mentioned... What happened to my daughter at Murrow today in which she got yelled at because I put a rubber band around the sandwich. Anybody listening earlier? Science teacher, yeah. Anyway, we got to get out. Listen, the the
1: coders drive the – they're driving the BMWs. Haters
0: going to hate. Coders going to code. They're going to code and drive fancy cars. Jimmy, you're into code, right? Yeah, Jimmy's one of those guys like hipster, techie, hipster techie, geeky techie nerdy. Okay. Anyway, we got to get out. I got to say, Vince – Great yes, first show, no, was pretty great good. sponsors, Zerona Laser of New York and Atlas Steakhouse out on Coney Island Avenue. Yep. And I, I'm happy to have them. And I, as I said, Zerona Laser, you and I are going to be talking because I could use your services mm-hmm. lose a couple of inches off the waistband. And anyway, I, Vince, what are you doing now after the show? Oh, you know what tonight is, right? Um, in your life, probably. Uh, Ready? Taco uh, yeah. night. Taco night. Taco okay. night
1: tonight. The tacos, I took out the, uh, we call it chop meat. A lot of people don't. We call it chop meat. Took we used out. to call it chop meat. No,
0: you got to let it defrost all Why day. is it frozen in the first place? I never yeah. freeze anything. Uh, I shop at Costco. All right, there you go. Well, guess where I'm going? Let me hear. Down to the Lefferts Center in Prospect Park. Play a little hockey with uh, my league guys. And as you can hear, we're being played out by the wow. filthy animals. I want to thank Borough President Eric Adams of Brooklyn. I want to thank that guy from ProPublica whose name I can't remember. Great story. I want to thank our sponsors, Zerona Laser of New York and Atlas Take Us. And, of course, I want to thank Vince DiMaselli, my co-host. You cannot put a playing card between me and Vince.
1: Gersh, pleasure to be here. We'll see you next week. I'll be here.